0: to the Developing Strategy Podcast. This is episode two. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, do go back and have a listen because we lay out our six question structure for creating a strategy for your business. And this episode will focus on point one, which is the external situation. And in particular, we're going to cover segmentation uh, and techniques that will help develop your segmentation skills. So I'll hand over to Dad. Why don't you talk us through the, the sort of two things we're going to discuss today?
1: Yeah, okay, so thank you, Charlie, for the intro, um, and welcome, everybody. So we're going to cover two things here today. The first is how segmentation, which sounds like a very technical issue, is really a critical tool for starting your strategy thinking, Uh, starting with the external environment, because that's the real world out there, and we need to ground ourselves in that. Um, But using segmentation to tee up, well, what are the big choices that we have to make? Um, to come up with an effective strategy. Uh, And the second thing is, uh, apart from persuading you that segmentation is a useful tool, a four step process to do that uh, and to do it in a rigorous way, but also one that's not too complicated um, and also can help you be more creative.
0: Okay, sounds good. Before we dive in, I just want to ask two questions. So first of all, what is segmentation? Do you want to Mm -hmm. go now?
1: Yeah. Okay. So segmentation is a way of dividing up a a very complex world into a a more limited number of categories. So, for example, we could look at the whole world in which we operate and divide it between corporate customers and residential customers or between the UK and the French business. Mm. Um, And those are actually ways of simplifying down to segments. Um, instead of just having to consider every possible combination of customer, product, time we interact with them, and so on.
0: Okay, and you've kind of answered my second one as well a bit there. Yeah. Um, but just, I think it'd be helpful for our listeners. We talked about our sixth question framework in the yep. first episode. And we're talking this week about the external environment specifically. So if you could very quickly just explain why segmentation relates to the external environment in particular.
1: Yeah, well, I think, as I've said about the examples, you tend to segment with an external element to it. So the first thing you're going to look at, I think, in strategy should be the external world. Um, And to make sense of that, we just have to simplify it in some way. And segmentation is effectively a way of uh, simplifying, but in an intelligent way, because perhaps our strategy needs to vary a lot between different kinds of customers or different countries. Um, And so we pick a segmentation up front, which helps us view the world in a certain series of boxes, if you like, which will help our decision making throughout the strategy process.
0: Okay, great. Thanks. Um, And you said you had an example. I've got a movie so okay. uh,
1: it's going to be a little bit different we're going to go through a little clip from a movie because that's a little bit more engaging and it'll tee up this idea of what segmentation is then I'm going to apply it to a case example which is actually uh, the car rental business okay. and talk you through it and kind of like I was working with you and you were part of the strategy team there right. uh, and then I'll we'll actually finish off with a little story about my own experience and, and actually a time when I didn't segment correctly and, and it kind of set everything off wrong and then we had to correct it to the right segmentation at the end so That's a kind of cautionary tale. Perfect. Um, So first, yeah, let me use a movie because it's kind of good to think outside the box a little. And I'm sure many of you who are listening know the Hunger Games movie. Um, And there's a particular scene I want to kind of refer to there, which is, uh, for those of you who've seen the movie, it's where all of the contestants come to the cornucopia. So for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's a dystopian future view where 24 teenagers have been brought together and they have to fight to the death. Uh, They start off unarmed, they all go into 24 separate rooms and they go up a a little elevator or lift that takes them up above the surface of the ground and they're standing there on some podiums. They've got 30 seconds before the buzzer goes, at which point they can go and grab anything from this cornucopia, as it's called, this store of Mm. lots of different things that they could grab some are just supplies in a rucksack so you can't see them and a little bit further away from them it's there's a whole store of weapons and our heroine Katniss Everdeen she's a very good archer Mm -hmm. so you can imagine that she might be particularly interested in certain types of weapons Um, but let let me ask you actually she's got about 200 different objects sitting in front of her how does she start thinking about how to make choices Mm. about what to do
0: Okay. I think you dropped me a little hint there. She's an archer. Yes. So the first thing I'm going to say is she is going to prioritise those boxes or kind of piles of goods. She's going to think about, for instance, bows and arrows yeah, um, and sort of highlight those as her high priority things. Yeah, And number two, I think she's going to think about the ease of accessing different piles or boxes. So, for instance, if a box is located right next to it, that's kind of an easy win. Yeah. Um, Or to use strategy jargon, low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if something's next to a really fast person, one of her competitors. Okay, great. Uh, Let me stop you there
1: because... Uh, you've given us some really good ideas. But what I'd like to do is just actually go back and think exactly what has to go in her brain to get to where you were. So you mentioned, for example, that she might think of things the bows and arrows. But to do that, she has to divide the world up in a way that is looking out for bows and arrows. So, for example, if she said, let's look at the world in terms of the different colour of these different options there's 200 options out there let's pick out red versus blue versus green that wouldn't be very interesting for her right so she actually has to make a choice Mm. her brain has to make a choice to look by weapon type and then within weapon type she's going to be looking in particular for bows and arrows and secondly you already mentioned how easy it is to access something so another category is how easy is it to access that bundle or whatever and it could be very easy or not so easy Um, And so she's picked some categories which are helpful in making choices that are going to be very different in their outcome. And things like choosing on the basis of color isn't interesting. So she doesn't even think about that. Her brain just passes over that, but she has to process that. So that might seem a bit obvious, but now let's put it into the example of the car rental business. How might you segment the car rental business and what kind of categories would you want to look at? And then within that, what sort of? Um, types of thing would be within that category
0: okay so you could segment by customer yeah so you could think about your your corporate customers yep. versus your family bookings for instance
1: yeah let me stop you there okay. so there you've got a choice between two things just like said. right know? okay so already you said well we could go for the corporate or we could go for the leisure. Or we could try both, which is the same with Katniss. She could go for the archery. She could go um, for the local uh, packages. Um, so you you can do one or the other or a combination. So I just wanted to draw the analogy back to the Hunger Games. Okay. How
0: we okay. make choices intuitively.
1: Okay, so, other ways to segment, because it's a bit more complicated.
0: Yeah, right, because her segmentation, they can overlap, right? Whereas yeah. my customer one there mutually exclusive well you could go for both that's that's all but you could go for one okay gotcha. other. Or, okay so uh, another way you could think about it would mm-hmm. be by channel so yeah. you've got your your online bookings yeah and then maybe there's a your phone bookings or yeah. direct bookings yeah people just walk up to the counter yeah it's another way you could do it yeah um
1: and again there's choices to be made there you might say oh we want to do a bit of all of them or you could say let's move the whole company offline right uh, or online, sorry. Um, and put a lot more into that and not go through travel agents or whatever, but try and go direct.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, you've got kind of countries as well. Yeah. So um, someone like Hertz would have obviously multinational business. So yeah. they could think about Europe versus the Middle East versus yeah. the USA.
1: Yeah. So now all these ways of segmenting. Allow you to think about choices. That's the key point here. So segmentation sounds dry and technical, but actually it's teeing up your choices. And at the moment, you can choose between we could double down on corporate customers, which is more where Hertz is than Mm. leisure customers. Um, Or we could double down on going through the Internet versus trying to sell through travel agents so we go through the internet direct to people or, or go for the travel agents because you know travel agents don't really like it when you try and go direct they're less willing mm-hmm. to support your product if it's not exclusive to them or we could think about choices around country and all of these are really real choices now what i find is that most people are pretty good at thinking of the choices that they're familiar with But to really get them to think a bit outside the box, which Katniss did not have time for, she had 30 seconds, and go beyond their intuition and make sure they're not being trapped by their thinking, which we know we can be. It helps to have a little tool. So this is where I'm going to introduce my four-step process for segmenting a market in a rigorous way. We've already started it because step number one is to brainstorm all the alternative segmentations. Mm. But i give you a little tool to help doing that. And by the way, this is all captured in an article, uh, as well as in my book, but the article will be available and posted on our website if you want to read up more about it. Um, So the tool is called the Who, What, How. It's used actually for a variety of purposes, and I use it to help me think about... The different ways to segment. So let's start with the
0: who. I feel like I covered some of these. I was probably focusing on the who, right?
1: Yeah, the, the who is what you covered. Because mm. you did different kinds of customer, different kinds of channel. These are all different ways to approach the market. And actually, I include geography in there, different okay. kinds of country. But let's now go to the what. So the what is what's the actual product or service you're right, offering? Right, right. Could you, you know, is it is it just one service that a car mm. rental company provides or might there be ways to segment that
0: right so we're leasing cars within cars there are obviously different classes so you've got your your luxury sports cars your family cars yeah um smaller compact cars yeah as well um
1: and some companies emphasize some more than others yeah yeah. choices within that yeah
0: sure you might be selling um i guess leasing a car for a round trip so maybe you have an airport where they they go from and they drop off as well yeah um or you might be uh, selling like an adjacency, so maybe you, yeah. you do like car packages with something. insurance yeah. exactly, yeah,
1: which is actually where they make a lot of their money. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, cool.
1: yeah, exactly. So you can think around the product, and then the last one is the how, and this one tends to be a little bit more um, requires a little bit more thought. I what I think is how are you delivering car rental? Well, there's a value chain to deliver it, and you can choose to. Either double down on one part of the value chain and make it a huge part of your business, or completely outsource it. Mm. So these are key choices you have to make. So, what's the value chain in car rental, and what kind of choices might that suggest? You don't have to say the whole value chain. And to, and to
0: clarify, examples. value chain's a bit jargony. Yes. So by value chain you mean what? Well, why don't you give the a steps quick required
1: um, to put together the final product that you or get service. when you're a customer or okay.
0: service? Okay. Okay. Great. So so you start with. So you have to build cars. Yeah.
1: And then Hertz probably has to buy cars. So, I mean in theory, sure. actually Ford and GM did you buy could, car rental could, companies. Yeah, so sure. they were coming from that
0: angle. Okay, so you could you've got the building cars, the buying of cars. Yeah. Then there's um, something around delivery. So yeah. delivering them to your, your depots. Yeah. You've got to keep those cars in a car park. Yeah. Um so or a parking space. Locations. A yeah. physical location, exactly. And then I suppose after that there's the kind of just the service delivery so in tandem you kind of got marketing your sales function yeah. so staffing of your offices mm-hmm. maybe there's a sort of logistics piece as well so mm-hmm. keeping track of your fleet and where it's at at any one point in time yeah um, and then after that I guess there's maintenance yeah maintenance and yes finally can you sell yeah do they sell Will they yes sell they cars sell on? the cars off
1: after a period of time so So, you know, we have an idea of what a car rental company could be. But if you want to think about real choices facing you, you could say, well, maybe I should go into the car auction market. um, Right. Because I'm probably one of the companies selling the most cars in the US. Um, And so I could really, you know, use that as a as a new business Mm. and as a way to maximize the value of my fleet. I could, in theory, um, either outsource all my maintenance or actually make it a core business and, and sort of have a chain of commercial yeah, garages where I'm fantastic at getting cars back on the road really quickly and just yeah. effectively. So each of these is a choice. Um, do I do it myself? Do I not do it at all and outsource it? Or do I double down on it and make it a real new business? So yeah. rather than just selling cars, I'm going to turn it into an auction business.
0: And I, I, what that makes me think of is um is Amazon, right? Because yeah. they started out as a sort of e commerce platform yeah. and now the majority of their profits come from their web services function. Right. Yeah, great um, example. So yeah. I guess the framework sort of you have these quite radical overhauls that can come out of the segmentation mm-hmm. and you have the more incremental stuff. So let's focus on the Middle East.
1: And I guess it gets me to the second step in my four step process which is having brainstormed all these alternative segmentations which illustrate the range of choices you got whether it's about going to different parts of the value chain or or different countries or whatever you then need to prioritize because almost always and car rental is a good example there's lots of ways to segment the business and actually you end up with sort of huge range of options Um, so for example you might say well Not only do I need to look at going to the Middle East, but should I look at business customers in the Middle East or normal customers? And Mm. is it business customers who want full-size cars or business customers who want a really cheap, small car? Before you know it, there's a lot of complexity. So in practice, there are actually a huge range of of potential uh, segmentations, um, and therefore you need to prioritise. And I think there's a... I have a a method for doing it, and it's covered in the the article I've got. So I'm not going to cover it in detail now, but just to say you have to think about what are the current choices that are important for you that's the first thing so for example you as Hertz probably are really wanting to think about country choices because you're US centric but already international but maybe a smaller very locally focused small company who's just operating out of Texas or something, Mm -hmm. isn't going to be thinking about going to the Middle East. So there's some things which are just, that's just not relevant for us. Perhaps their geographical dimension is to think about going into adjoining states. And then the other thing is to say, well, is there a big difference? I mean, if going to France means that you automatically pretty much get into luxembourg because you're going to use the same set of offices there's no point in analyzing the two as if they're very separate Mm. markets probably is sensible to analyze france versus the middle east so that's the the second step
0: okay so clearly there's a lot of there's a big piece around actually how you make sense of which segmentation is the most important yeah um and how you come up with your sort of the ones you're most interested in but let's We probably haven't got time to cover it in in full here, but that's the article. So let's move on to step three.
1: Yeah. And so what you end up with at the end of step uh, two is... Normally, a set of categories of things that are important segmentations like picking between countries, which we want to do in the short term, then some medium term and maybe some longer term stuff. Like maybe in the long term, we want to think about moves along the value chain, but that's not right now. So let's say that we've made a decision that we want to look by country and we want to look at things like France versus the UK, for example. The question is, is that the right level of detail? And we might say, look, if we look at France as a country, we're really going to misunderstand it because actually France is a big country. Some parts of it are it a very rural and aren't very good for Hertz, but then it has a few big centers, obviously Paris, but a few other big cities like Bordeaux and Lyon. Um, and we might be better off sub-segmenting France into different uh, major cities that are going to be our first port of call. And actually look at the top cities in the UK versus the top cities in France, Um and compare those as opportunities. So rather looking at the level of country, we might want to look at the level of big cities across Europe because we could have a strategy where we choose to just focus in um, Heathrow and um, Gatwick in London and the two big airports, Orly and Charles de Gaulle in Paris. And we could reckon we could get 60% of the market doing that Um, which might be a a very good return on investment. Whereas if we look at the whole of France, it's just going to be a bit too overwhelming. So there's this point at which you have to say, do I really want to look at France versus the UK? Or is it more important to look, for example, at major city hubs or whatever? Mm. So it is a bit technical, but it it does make a difference to the quality of your segmentation. And then the fourth step, you actually go out and analyze these segments. and Say, well, you know, what do we think of the French Mm. airport? Uh, french airports as a great location for hertz or not versus the uk ones and actually that how to do that analysis we're going to begin discussing tomorrow
0: okay great so correct me if i'm wrong step one is what are the ways of segmenting the industry let's brainstorm them and we can use the who what how framework for that then i guess step two is which of those segmentations actually matter for us step three is is this level of detail kind of adequate so do we need to go any deeper And then step four is actually doing the analysis. Just thinking about this in practical terms, how often would you go through this thought process? Is it something you do once when you come up with a strategy? Is it important to think about continuously? Very good question.
1: So, I mean, anytime you come up with a new business, you need to do it. Um, But obviously, you've got an existing business. You've probably got an implicit way of segmenting the business that you already use and you use intuitively so i would say it's worth as a strategist being ready to challenge the segmentation Mm. uh occasionally um just to make sure that you know you're not missing something however that that also reminds me of another really important benefit of segmentation which is at any stage it's a really good basis for getting creative so almost a fifth step is not just rethinking the segmentation, checking it's right, but actually creatively thinking of new ways to segment the business. And there it's really useful to look at other examples, perhaps in other industries, but even in your own industry of what people are doing. So, for example, uh, let me give you an example of a creative segmentation. So just looking at what others have done, Zipcar and the various models that are like that was very creative. Um, they, they looked at the value chain of... The industry, the car rental industry, and said we don't need to do all those things. We don't need to have big offices in town or out at airports. Um, we'll rent bays, which are close to people, actually, because instead of having to go to the office, you can then just go to a bay. Um, which might be on a on the road or maybe in somebody's garden or in a, in a business. They, they, they'll basically rent Zipcar as a piece of um, land that they can use to store a car. And you go along, having logged in online to book the car, the car's sitting there, you swipe to get in, drive off, do your shopping or whatever, drop the car back, um, having dropped the shopping off back at home, and it's going to be close to where you live. Um, And that's a really great service for people who live in town who don't want to own a car or a second car, but just want to occasionally have access to one. And that's proved, you know, a very successful model. And that would be an example. Obviously, they probably didn't use my technique. But by using this technique, you can get creative, Um, not just sort of see whether our current segmentation is the correct one. But also, are there some radical new ways to think about the business too? Maybe new customers we could serve, uh, maybe new parts of the value chain to be in, like Amazon, or new ways to configure the value chain, which might, might open up new ideas. And that all comes from segmentation.
0: Okay, great. I'm convinced then that we've got this four-step process, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a powerful way of practically thinking about the different segments of your external environment, but also just getting creative about them, and, and that feeds through to designing a better strategy. Yeah. So... Definitely sold on that, but I know at the start of the podcast you mentioned you want to talk about a time where you got segmentation wrong, so right. let's, let's discuss that. Yeah, um, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, just as an illustration. So um, I was working on the merger of uh, Westinghouse and Siemens' power turbine business. They build huge bits of kit that cost like $50 million, and they install them in power stations, and we were working on a, a maintenance strategy. Um so there's a maintenance market after you've sold the, the turbine to, to provide whatever is required to keep the thing running. Um, and I said, oh, well, you know, there's really an interesting way of segmenting it might be by customer because you've got your traditional utilities who are very regulated and rather bureaucratic and have big engineer staff engineering staff um, which they sort of pass on the cost to customers so they're not always very cost efficient but then you've got these new independent power producers whose sole business is to build a, pra- a, a power plant as cheaply as they can while operating it really well to sell power to an, to a utility who will then forward it on to the customers and that, that was a way of trying to get some competition into the market and i thought these people might have very different needs maybe they don't have engineering staff so we could sell them more services whole load of work done, and it turned out that actually they were exactly the same. What the, what the utility bought and the price they paid for it and the margins you made were pretty much the same as the IPP. It was a valueless segmentation because there was no interesting decisions you could make. You couldn't say, let's double our IPP mm. uh, sales force so that we could get more business there because it's more profitable or more growing. And Anyway, it was just a wasted time, and I, I just wish I'd stepped back. I don't know if you can think of another way of segmenting other than by
0: customer. So maybe by country or yep. if you're going on to the what, maybe by product. Yeah, product um, or service in this case, really. So by country, it turns
1: out not to be interesting because, again, most plants are operated the same whatever country they're in. Um, they operate to the same standards and so on. Um, but by product, really different because selling spare parts, very, very profitable. If it's your spare part that nobody else can produce because it's, you know, very hard to make made uniquely for your turbine but a a part that is a standard part that perhaps lots of other people make not very profitable or selling just people to help with the overhaul when you have to stop the plant for a few days not so profitable so that proved to be the correct segmentation once we had done that we could build a strategy around you know how do you take the more profitable bits and make sure you're getting Mm. all the money out of that you can and how do you have a very low cost service if you want to compete at all in the more competitive parts of the market Um, but we lost time, you know, by, by spending time thinking about customers. And mm-hmm. I look back on that and think, particularly as a consultant, you only have a few weeks that you can go in and do it. And I wish I'd stepped back a little and debated that with the management yeah. team. I'm sure they'd have told me, Joe, I don't think it's going to vary as much by customer. But yeah, it hugely varies
0: by product. And,
1: you know, they would have known enough to have start, started us on the right path.
0: So it's worth spending time on that point one Up of, of brainstorming different yep. ways of segmenting and yep. then going into the analysis. Exactly. Great. Thank you for being so honest, Dad. Really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and, hurts. and unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. Um, but do tune in next week. So we've discussed the concept of segmentation, and let's assume you have your segments and your different, they might be different products. Next week, we're going to talk about how you make decisions about which of those segments are most attractive to you. So do tune in then we'll be talking a bit more about that. Um, but that's all from me and Dad. See you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please, please remember to rate us as it really helps us out. And also check out our Facebook page or website at www.developingstrategy.com where you can ask questions, learn more and find all the episodes in this series.